Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. If you want to get green, you gotta be mean. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking this morning? I am great. Not awesome, just great today. Okay, there you go. Just switching it up and uh, I'm drinking a a Nutribullet. Nutribullet. That's right. It's early in the morning. I got my berry and spinach and flaxseed shake. I was gonna say you're not drinking a Nutribullet because that would be that would hurt your stomach because it's made of plastic and blades and stuff. True. Yes, I am drinking something made by a Nutribullet, uh-huh. and it is very tasty and delicious. All right. Well, I have uh, something interesting that I wanted to uh, bring. Go up. on. Yeah, I- so it's not water. No, it's not water. It, it. I mean, I have a little bit of water, just a little bit, but I have uh, a drink. It's a coffee drink that I've been kind of toying around with. Uh, all right, not toying around with, like balancing in my head whether I should do it or not. Mm. So I am doing it. I've done it for the past week. Well, it's, what's in it? It's, it's called Bulletproof Coffee. Ever hear of it? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know if – I forget where I heard – oh, so I was in um, Las Vegas – for the swimming pool conference. Uh, and I was talking to somebody uh, in the industry and she said, and I was telling her about how I lost all this weight and I was like kind of like on paleo, kind of not on paleo, whatever, like just sort of just eating right. And she said, have you ever tried bulletproof coffee? And I said, no, what is that? And she explained it to me and I go, I don't think that that's for me. That's weird. And then I saw a tweet from Pat Flynn who said, you know, from smartpassiveincome.com, and he said he was drinking Bulletproof Coffee, and I tweeted him back. I'm like, is that the one with what I like with the butter? He's like, yeah. I'm like, is it good? He's like, yeah, it's really good. I'm like, okay, I'll so, give it a shot. So I don't know what it is, but, dude, if you could add, you could add butter to anything, and it tastes good. All right, so here's what it is. It's coffee. So you brew just regular coffee. I use a French press and some really high-quality beans that I get uh, freshly roasted, right? Mm-hmm. And you put <laughs> this is fucking weird. You put well, I put a tablespoon of grass-fed butter, which is important. That's grass-fed, and a tablespoon of coconut oil, and you put it all into a blender. So you put coffee, a tablespoon of grass-fed butter, a tablespoon of coconut oil, and you blend that shit up at like a very high speed. Huh. And it becomes this like frothy latte type of drink with no sugar, which is great. And apparently, I don't know the scientifics of it, but it's it helps with fat burning and it helps uh, make make your mind like incredibly focused and like super <laughs> awesome. It's supposed to make you super awesome. So I don't know. I don't know if it's working or huh. not, but it's that- it's it's good. It tastes good. And you have to do this with uh, ground coffee? Like, what if you had, like, a K-cup and you make, like, a little... Say, it would work. But mm. uh, now, the website, the guy that invented it, you know, patented the name. And I believe, and I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, I think it's Bulletproof Coffee Exact. I think is the name of the website. Exact. Yeah, so it's Bulletproof... Uh, it's, I'm sorry, it's Bulletproof exec.com so if you just go to there it's the state of high performance i don't know so the guy teaches you how to make it he has a video on how to make it Hmm. and he uses uh now since he invented it he he makes his own brand of coffee he makes his own brand of what's called uh brain octane 
which I just use coconut oil because I was told that that worked. And I had to coconut oil in my house. So I'm like, okay, I'll use that. Right. So it tastes good. I mean, it's real good. But Where I'm can you buy this brain octane? From his website. <laughs> and uh, two, one to two tablespoons of grass-fed unsalted. Oh, I forgot to mention unsalted butter. All mixed up in a blender. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. But it's good. So that sounds very interesting. I'm going to have to try that today. Yeah, I, I am drinking that. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting to share. Hmm. Before we get started, guys, if you have any questions about personal finance, income, your debts, budgeting, or investing, shoot us an email with your question to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of emails. A lot. And it's awesome. And we're keeping track of these emails. We like them. I have 10 to reply to today. Do you really? <laughs> Yeah, I, I finally like isolated out the things in my inbox. So uh, yeah, you I mean, gotta get on that shit. I've been writing a lot of emails. I'm yeah. gonna catch up today, though. Excellent. And uh, we also want your submissions for catchphrases today. If you wanna be, if you, I'm sorry, if you want to get green, you gotta be mean. That was from listener Daniel Merrill. So it's Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so if you want to. Oh, man, I'm, <laughs> this coffee isn't working. I'm having brain farts all the time. No, <laughs> if you want to send in your catchphrase, send them via Twitter to at Money Matters, man. Uh, you could send them to our email, too, but we, we would prefer the Twitter account. Mm. So I also want to go ahead before we get started and read, because I promised I'd do this, and mm. read a review from our, from our iTunes uh, page. Now... I think the last episode, I don't know when these are going to come out in succession, but we read some bad ones, too. We're going to read the bad ones. We're going to read the good ones. Yeah. No shame. Well, you already read the worst one. I uh, know. Uh, there's, 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 there's other ones that aren't so good, either. Uh, this one is from Unbiased Review. <laughs> so, Okay. It's an honest assessment. Most so-called financial gurus have a perspective that is from a holier-than-thou standpoint. They give you a path. Oh, this is a long one. They give you a path that is virtually impossible to duplicate and forget that sometimes life gets in the way. Listen, Money Matters is different. They look at finances from a real average man-slash-woman standpoint. The two guys that discuss the given money topics represent the yin and yang of financial know-how. One guy, Andrew, that's you, represents what we all strive to be, financially educated, overachiever, and above average wealth builder. The other guy, Matt, me, represents the reality-based what-if-I-die-tomorrow aspect in all of us and is probably closer to the average person in habits and financial planning or the lack thereof. Most people will fall somewhere in the middle. I would agree with that. Mm. The thing most listeners fall in love with is that after Andrew makes us feel like crap and reminds us that we may be behind <laughs> the curve, financially speaking, Matt reminds us that we could be worse off, LOL. And nobody <laughs> is perfect, but you have to keep chugging along. You could always take comfort. They will never be as bad as Matt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be as shitty and crappy as me. The show itself discusses many broad topics and strategies for wealth building and is a good listen, whether you are financially savvy or just looking for tips for a or a newbie learning to learn something 
looking to learn something new and develop your own roadmap to financial freedom. Keep it up, guys. Thank you, Unbiased Review, for that honest assessment of our and show. And that's all the time that we have for today. That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we've wasted a lot of time. So let's get to it. Mm. Let's get to what our topic is going to be today. And that topic... And I'm going to forget it. 13 common money mistakes you can avoid right now. We have an article that we did not write, but Forbes did. Or at least uh, Laura Shin did on Forbes as a contributor. And the title of the of the blog post is 13 Money Mistakes to Stop Making by the Year's End. Now, I know this is... We're kind of midway through the year almost. Mm. But we're going to talk about these because I think these are all important. And, they're, and you know, there's some stuff... Uh, that are kind of maybe no-brainers, and some stuff that's not so much no-brainer. I like these meta-posts, because uh, we, we talk about some of these things like in super depth, but mm-hmm. it's like a nice like bird's-eye view. And uh, Yeah, we, need, we sometimes need to do an episode where we kind of like overall look at it in a list type of format. The, Which, for, the forest instead of the trees. Sure. So, or something. Yeah. That could, that, could, that could be a cliche. Let's, let's work on that. Okay. We'll try. <laughs> so the first one is not having a budget. Duh, you should have a budget. I don't have a budget. <laughs> but I have Mint, which I consider like a budget, an automated budget. Right. And, and I think uh, – oh, So why do you say that? Why do I say I have Mint? No, oh. I mean like why do you say if you don't budget, Mint is like a budget for you? Because I can look at where my spending – I can look at my spending habits. And I think looking at your knowing spe- at least yeah, knowing where your money is going like every day is a good it's good practice. If you're just blindly spending money, that's bad. Yeah, yeah then, then and maybe you're spending money on on something that's like you know uh, going out to eat all the time. You're like, oh, I go out to eat, but I don't spend that much money. And then you look at your min account and you're like, oh, shit, I do spend a lot of money. And that's bad. So I should probably – and it may, it helps you make decisions. You know, Maybe you're not creating this budget and uh, you know, doing hardcore math and have this spreadsheet or whatever. It, you're just you know, look, keeping track of what you're looking at. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying today. <laughs> this coffee has not kicked in yet. I was going to say, I don't know if uh, this is a good advertisement for the, the bullet – was it bullet, bull- bulletproof coffee? It, it'll ki- it hasn't kicked in yet. I mean, I just started drinking it, so maybe it's like a metaphor. Like I should chug it. Like it makes you thick. You want me to chug it? Yeah, chug it. Right. I can't. It's too hot. <laughs> <coughs> no. You know, at night, uh, Laura makes tea for both of us, and I'm just like, I don't drink so much coffee, so I'm not used to like the heat. Of liquid, so she'll like just start drinking, and I have to like wait like 10, 15 minutes right. for it to like you know cool down. Of course, yeah, well, it's like a little water. bit warm, a yeah. little bit. So you have a budget. Do you use Mint or do you actually have a spreadsheet? And I don't know if I've asked you this before, but I have a feeling you have a spreadsheet. Uh, so I have a spreadsheet for long term wealth goals. Like I want to see like I, I treat my finances like I'm a company, and I. I it's like a fantasy game that I play where it's like I want to have like um Nerd alert. High, <laughs> I want to have like um high profit margins and stuff like that. Like I want to constantly be improving and so it's a way for me to track it like that. But this is like I'll do this once every like 4 months or something. I'll just fill it in and you know, oogle over it and stuff, but 
in terms of budget, like I'm in Mint every month and mm-hmm. I use it to. You only check it once a month. No, I mean when I set my new budgets. I, oh, I'll, okay. I'm at the point I come in like every two weeks. Just I know what I spent. I'm, I'm acutely aware. So, do you think the reason I don't have a budget is because I don't have guaranteed income every month? Um, it's I harder think, to do a. It's harder to create a budget when you don't know what you're going to make that month. I think you don't have a budget because like you literally spend like no money. Okay. Because I mean, if you're spending, look, if you buy like eight things, and I'm sure you buy more than eight things, but if you buy like eight things, like, and you can't keep track of that, don't drink the bulletproof coffee. Right. Drink something that'll help your brain. But I, I, uh, yeah, I I don't have that much I spend on. I I can look at it, I can see it all in my head. It's like five things I have rent, I have my mortgage that I have to pay for, but it's paid for by my tenant, so I really don't have to worry about that money. I have my car payment. I have my cell phone, and that's it. <laughs> like, there's really nothing else. And then the rest of it's just going Play out or, or yeah, yeah, or buying groceries or something. But that's like a necessity. So I don't. Well, that's good. Your, your situation's simple. So you don't need to have a budget. But the budget is just like the, it's not like the police. It just helps you police yourself. Okay. Yeah. So the second one here on the list is paying unnecessary bank fees. And I will. Yeah, that's stupid. That's a mistake. So I actually, I actually want to say, um, <clears throat> I used to have, I used to bank with First Union, which was then bought by Wachovia, uh-huh. which is then bought by Wells Fargo, another company, but uh-huh. then bought by Wells Fargo. Yeah. Um, and when it was First Union, they had a free student checking account, and I was like, oh, awesome, because I make no money. I'm like 14 or you something. You know what? I think I had the same exact one. It was it was like one of the few existing free student checking. So I'd gotten it. Blah blah blah. Fast forward. Graduated college, was out one night in the city, super drunk, mm-hmm. and I try and withdraw. At fourteen? No, fast forward a few okay. years. I was, I was sorry, 20. I, I forgot. I, I missed the fast M- forward. Maybe but. I was twenty two, but uh, so I'm at the ATM. I'm trying to withdraw twenty dollars, uh-huh. and um, it says insufficient funds, and it doesn't give me twenty dollars, and so I'm drunk, and I try again, mm-hmm. and it still says insufficient, you know, money, and uh, it doesn't give me my twenty dollars. Sure. And uh, later I go back and I see that um, there were two separate attempts to withdraw money from my account. Both were denied because I didn't have money. And each attempt cost me $35. Whoa. So I got $0 out of the ATM but $70 in fees from I think it was Wachovia at the time. And this is before – online mint stuff so you can't check yeah and so right. I, I was like i was like uh beyond furious yeah, like I, you- I i would i wish i could have like firebombed wachovia or yeah. something i was so angry so um i I, t- I took all my money out of there i left it at uh, like 25 cents in the account i kept um the statements on so i had to keep mailing me the stuff i was like getting excited because i was like costing the money or something and so fine so i, I had this account zeroed out now fast forward like 10 more years, roughly, okay. or, or eight years. And uh, so we're, I, I'm, we're doing this podcast, and uh, my voice is echoing. And so we're talking, and I'm going to get these uh, soundproof square things from my wall. Right. And, <laughs> right. And so uh, I checked on Amazon, and they were, they were more expensive. And they didn't have like the cool ones that I wanted, but they were on eBay. And it goes to your PayPal account. And my PayPal account from college was linked to this Wachovia account. So I and there's like twenty five cents in there. Still, I have, 
Still, I've been mean, having used it for like well over 10 years. So I've been using it a very long time. Or maybe it's not 10 years. Maybe it's like nine or something. Why don't you just close it? Well, I, I completely forgot about okay, it. Okay, The whole enough. goal of keeping it with there was to fuck Wachovia. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, what happens is it goes through eBay to PayPal, and PayPal will charge a credit card if there are no funds in your bank account. Right. So it first attempts to hit your bank account, and, and it's the same damn story because it tries PayPal tries once, fails, waits, tries again, fails, and then charges my credit card. Yeah. And then I get a call from uh, I get a call from Wells Fargo, right, telling me that I owe them seventy dollars for my checking account. I'm like, I don't have a checking account with you guys, and so I've I've been in an epic week, couple weeks battle with them over these seventy dollars. They 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 offered to uh, refund sixteen dollars and fifty cents of it, or, or whatever the half of thirty five is, but seventeen dollars. And you're still going through this, even though you don't bank with them anymore. Yeah. The irony is like, yeah, it's just a different bank, but well, that makes me angry. You should have closed it instead of trying to quote unquote fuck over. But you, but you know, you know what? What's really messed up is so that the account is in a dormant state, so you can't do anything with it because it's in a dormant state. So I get charged these fees, and I call them up. And I'm like, I want to remove these fees from my account. They're like, well, in order to do this, you have to activate your account. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you no. guys can charge me fees while it's dormant, but I can't remove them if it's dormant. I have to activate it. And it's like this whole dramatic thing, and it, whoa. Banks are bad. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I bank with Simple now, which is online. And Sorry, I, have... I have to open this window here and cool down a little bit. Oh, I'm yeah? Little... Well, don't, yeah. Oh, I mean, you're going to open the window. It's gonna, you're going to sound like you're outside. Yeah, oh, I think well. people like that. Everyone, every, All those 10 emails No, they didn't say, say anything that. about that. Dude, it gets so hot in here, especially in the morning with the sun coming in. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. <laughs> oh my god, that was old school. Anyway, I have I have I bank with Simple because I don't like paying fees, and they claim no fees. I've never gotten charged a fee, and my business account is with PNC, and it's completely free, and I'm allowed to keep like a dollar in there and still not get charged. Wait, so- let me ask you a question. With Simple though, so yeah. if you go to an ATM and it's a Bank of America ATM, do you yeah. get charged a fee? Uh, yes, but Simple has, like, a deal with ATMs, and they all happen to be at the Wawa, which is my local, like, it's everywhere. Wawas are everywhere in my area, mm-hmm. so I can always go to a Wawa and get money out, which is where I always go to get money out anyway, so I just use that, and I don't get charged. So, and so, uh. what was awesome, like, one, th- I, not, this has nothing to do with it, but the one time I went into... Wawa to take money out, and it said, like, sorry, we cannot process your, you know, thing at this time. And I was like, what the hell? Why? Why?" So I go onto my app, and I pull up my account, and I go to the, they have, like, a section on the app where you can, like, create a new pin for your card. So Hmm. I go, and I create a new pin. I say, okay. Then I go, I'm standing right there. I go, put it back in. Everything works. Hmm. So I was able to fix the problem without ever calling anybody. That and doing is, it like in real time, which was that's awesome. Golden, yeah, because I hate. Yeah, I, I it, when simple goes live and everyone can get on because right now it's invite only. It's I think it's going to change. Do you have invites? I do have invites. You how many you invites do you have? Uh, like three. So the first three people who email us asking for an invite, you'll send them an invite. Yeah, abs- yes, because it bothers me every time I get on the phone. It's like here you can 
invite three people. And I'm like, I don't know anybody that wants it. So yeah, <laughs> email me if you want a, uh, an invite to simple.com. I will totally give you an invite. But there's only three. But there's so... only three, so you got to email in quick. Yeah. Number three on the list, and we are going through this list so slowly. So but slowly. I, actually, I actually want to want to even say more on that one. But uh, I could go on a whole tear because I watched this documentary last night from 1970, whatever the hell, and it was about. It was called the Capitalist Conspiracy. My dad, <laughs> my dad made me watch it. Uh, obviously, it was called the Capitalist Conspiracy. And it had a lot to do with big banks, and I'll. I'll tell you off air and maybe do an episode on it. Is, it, is it worth a, a? It's on Netflix. No, no. It's I have I have a burned DVD. It's about twenty minutes long, and it's all like cartoons that don't move. It's like a slideshow, almost like an old projector at school. So I'm confused because all bad it, movies are on Netflix. Does it's this not. Mean a, it's, it's not it's, a bad. It's not a movie by any oh, means. Okay. It's a. It's a slideshow with an a guy talking in ominous music playing in the background. Uh, and then my, me and my brother had a discussion about it afterwards. It's, it's not even worth talking about right now. I'll tell you after. <laughs> uh, number three is not having an emergency fund. Mm. And we're going to have somebody on talking about emergency funds. Today, actually. Well, we're, well, we're going to talk to her today. Not today for the listener. But. Yeah, we're going to talk to her today. Because I'm still a little confused what an emergency fund <clears throat> is supposed to be. So I've read places where, and this is why I started one, I have one. I have an a, a, a account that just has a thousand dollars in it. I'll give you a perfect example. Well, I want to oh, because it, okay. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I, no. You have a perfect example. I have a thousand dollars in a savings account. Okay. And I was under the impression from reading all these books and stuff that this like you should just have an account with some money in it in case I don't know your tire blows out in your car yeah. or. You know, something comes up and you have to use money, but you don't want it to happen. Yeah. And so that's what I thought an emergency fund. And then I read that, no, an emergency fund is if you get fired, you should have like six months to a year of living expenses saved so that, you know, again, if you get fired, you could live for a while without, you know, having to. I think the first one is an example of an emergency fund. And the second wasn't. Second one is an example of people who think that they're so smart talking down to you and calling it an emergency fund because that's the only way they think they can get through your thick head. And I, I would say that because you're building wealth, uh, if you lost your job, you could pull from your pool of wealth, right? Like you're not going to keep six months of cash in, a, in an account because why? Uh, I don't know. So – yeah, I think like, and I'll give you an example. Laura, Laura doesn't have a job right now, yeah. and she needs to go to the doctor for a thing, and uh, that is now. I now I'm realizing it's like whoa more expensive mm-hmm. when you don't have insurance as opposed to yeah. So like things like that, like unexpected. Yeah, you're you're called like without a job, and you need and you like broke your leg or something, and so. So emergency fund is like a thousand fifteen hundred. You know, something along those lines, like a small yeah. little like tucked away little thing just in case something happens and you don't want to tap into your wealth, but it's cheap enough to just tap into your emergency fund. I would say like one to three months expenses, uh, depending, you know. Yeah. So um, for me, it would be 1500 Yeah. So one month expenses, that would be an emergency fund for me. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a lot for somebody else. 
Yeah, that could be a lot for someone else. Could- here's here's another thing too. My parents are in the process of getting a new heater and air conditioner, which is. Do you know how expensive that shit is? I know it's mad expensive. Yeah, you have central AC, right? Yeah. Yeah. They well, they do. Yeah. Uh, and I think they said it was going to be. See, I can hear the. I can hear the uh, sirens. Yeah, the sirens. Um, they City said life. it was going to be like I think around ten to fourteen thousand dollars to replace these two things. Wow. And if they had three months of their living expenses, that could that could cover it. But now it's not an emergency because yeah, I was going to say I don't know if there's an emergency. No, they're planning for it. But I'm, my point was. <laughs> Like sometimes it could be the middle of winter and you lose your heater and you're like, mm. shit. Oh, yeah. You need or, it like. Or even worse for me, you're in the middle of summer and you lose your central air conditioning. <laughs> that would be worse than the heater because I can always wrap blankets around myself. You can only get naked to an extent. Yeah. And then you're not sleeping because yeah. it's like too hot You'd have for to life. Comp- I'd have to completely shave my entire body clean. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were like that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, so that could be like, that's what I would consider an emergency. And it's like, Hey, tap into your funds, get that air conditioner immediately. Mm. Number five on this list. And we're going to have to blow through this pretty quickly. Well, uh, so I think the ones at the end are less. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not contributing to your retirement with your first paycheck. I made this mistake. Whoa, whoa. You, you just skipped one. You're right. I did. I'm sorry. Shit. We were only on number three. Yeah. Damn. All right. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Number four. We'll get to that number five. But number four. Well, I, I think we can get through some of these. Some of these are like pretty straightforward. Like, the well, you know what? Four. We can combine four and five. They're basically the same thing. Okay. Fine. So yeah. I said not contributing your to retirement with your first paycheck, and number mm-hmm. four is not taking full advantage of your 401k match. Okay. So you get a job that offers a 401k plan. Because I've had jobs that didn't offer any kind of retirement plan, so I was shit out of luck. But if you have a job that has a 401k plan, and the first thing you should do is your with your first paycheck is put as much as you can, as much as you're legally allowed to put into your 401k for the year. And if they match, good for you. If they don't... So I slightly disagree with you. I, um, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't... Did I say something? You said put as much as you can into your... Well, right? Don't you think you should max out your 401k? So, uh... Or only put, put in what they match. Yeah, so I put in the mo- the maximum what they match because I feel that... Uh, I feel better with the money 100% in my hands. So if I did uh, have... If I needed to replace my heater or something, I could just sell some investments or I could oh, sell investments okay. to buy a house or get a... You know, I could use my money. Whereas if it was tied up into the 401k, it's, it's a little more complicated. What about... If you work for a company that doesn't match, if, we're, if you work for a company that doesn't match, would you put uh, any money into the four hundred one k? You know, it's actually funny because I was just talking to my friend uh, like Sunday about this exact thing, and they have a four hundred one k. They don't match, uh, <clears throat> and so I told him like, and then he just got married. So I was like, dude, look at your income, look at where the 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 tax bracket is, like the cutoff, mm-hmm. and see like if you can contribute enough to knock yourself down in tax bracket. Otherwise, like you're not really saving huh. so much, right? You know, and you and you can do it yourself at that point. Yeah, but it just you know what's good about the 401k through your job? It just makes it easy because it comes out before you get your check. It, that's so true, dude. Because then I want to I want a building wealth I don't even know about. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean? Not that I don't know about, but it just happens because you get used to the lower check. Yeah, and if you do it from the beginning, you get used to that's your whole check. 
Yeah, I think if you can take advantage of using your paycheck, either pre or post tax, whichever one, but having it come out before you see your before you open the envelope to your paycheck, I think is good practice. And you know what's really cool about it is like so if you contribute five percent like of your salary, uh-huh. it's five percent of that like fantasy number that they write on the offer letter when you get hired. Because that fantasy number on the offer letter you never see because uh your like taxes are applied and all this crazy right, stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I think I I think I follow you. Fantasy so, number? I call it a fantasy number because it's like, oh, I make like $500,000 a year, but I only get like, you know, oh, 2000 okay. a month. Because... So, you mean, so you mean you're, you're gross? Yeah, you're gross. Okay. I know. I, 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 I thought the, the official term was fantasy. Uh, yeah, no, I use the technical <laughs> term for some reason. I, I can understand gross versus net. Mm. So, Technic- yeah, so if you make $80,000 a year, technically you're bringing home like $50,000 a year. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like you're taking five percent out of that. You're taking five percent out of. The of time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it actually, at the end of the year, it's much more meaningful than you would think. Yeah, and number and number six kind of goes along the same lines as not knowing how much you should save for retirement. Now, I don't know that number. So okay, that, I have no clue. And it even referenced Mr. Money Mustache. He had a, a retirement age of thirty. You have thirty-five, don't you? Is that still your thing? So hopefully, okay. yeah. So you have a, a date or a, or a, an age of when you want to retire. It's, it's a goal, yeah. yeah. It's a goal. So, and you and you know how much you need to save in order to reach that goal. Um, I have an idea, uh, and I'm hoping that I would retire sooner, maybe because of this podcast and our site, as opposed to. Pipe dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I understand. So, but you know how much, but by determining the, the day you want to retire, you mm-hmm. now know how much you need to save for retirement in order to reach that goal and know how much money you need to have at that time. The only problem I have with that is how are you supposed to know, like I'm 30 years old and I want to retire at 60, let's say. So in 30 years, it would be nice to have, say, a million dollars. I don't know. Yeah, so I think here's the problem is, it, is how do you friggin' know what a million dollars is worth in 30 years? So how do you make that? Det- is there a way to do some calculations to determine like inflation? Uh, so you you will never know what future inflation is. Okay. Uh, but this is why you want to put it in the market because you'll then Follow beat it. inflation. Right. You know, I mean, ho- you'll hopefully have gains on top of. But uh, we we did a previous episode on this, and basically it's like if you consider the four percent rule. You know, like you could withdraw four percent a year yeah. and live forever on that salary. Mm-hmm. You just reverse it, where you take your take home for a month, times it by twelve, so you have for the year, mm-hmm. divide it by four percent or point zero four, and then you'll get like this one point five million dollar number or whatever, and that's your goal. I see. But what that's about like, that's like your n- nuclear winter goal? Like ideally, you won't need that much because things aren't that bad, but. How? What was that one article where they kind of debunked the four percent rule? So I want to do an episode on that. Okay. And uh, it was actually from the Betterment blog. Okay. And um, <clears throat> what they're saying is that uh, so they 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 are they they titled the article the four percent rule is dead, um, but it was more I think for shock value. Yeah. Because little, the thing is link bait. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is like, and they're completely correct. 
uh, but it may be a little more dramatic than they needed to be. Is that if you withdraw four percent every year, the four percent you uh, rule was calculated out to like bonds did a little bit better and the stock market was more stable. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that if you're withdrawing four percent on a bad year versus four percent on a good year, it's it's I harder think. on your savings to do it in a bad year and also. You can't be so heavy into bonds because they don't perform like they used to. So what th- what they do is that you invest in betterment, and then uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go into the whole spiel now. Like, I well, I don't know. If, I don't know if we should. Okay, fine. So, but we, be, but the four percent rule you still believe in? Yeah, I still believe in it. Okay. I mean, and it's a maybe, good way to to do a calculation to determine how much you sh- should be putting away now for retirement. Yes. Okay. God, I can't help myself. I, I have to put. I have like, to reel like, you in. Bait me. You're like four percent rule. I'm like, oh my god, I have to talk about it. I am the cattle shoot to your cattle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, not choosing the right student loan repayment program. That's number seven. Now, me and you don't have to worry about that. Mm. But like we interviewed my brother, he needs to get on a plan. He needs to get that student loan paid off because you do not want to go through life paying student loans. Yeah, like there, there are people who email us, and it sucks, but they're like 40 and over, and they still have student loans. Yeah. It's like, do you even remember? College. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think college kids remember college after, like right immediately after they graduate. No. Unless, unless they were straight edge. Because if uh, I went to college, I would have I would have came out of college and been like, wait, I was in college for the last four years? <laughs> Man. I was with my buddy uh, Sunday, and we went to the NYU campus, and I just all like all like the kids out, like just I was like, oh, yeah, God. I live on a campus, I know, <laughs> I see it in front of my, I, I can look out my window on a Saturday night and go, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> these kids are not gonna have a good Monday. But so I mean, I don't know if I want to go too much into this because we talk about this a lot. But having a By good, the way, I don't think you get hangovers in college. No, that's not a thing. And I didn't I didn't hydrate at all and I woke up like a champ. I was just like leaping out of bed. Hmm. Anyways. Pay off your student loans. <laughs> Number eight is not doing any estate planning. And I and I also want to just combine a couple of these. So number eight is not doing any estate planning. Number nine is having no disability insurance or an, an inadequate policy. Number 10 is not having the right type of or inadequate life insurance. So those are the three that I want to l- kind of lump together because they're all about insurance and planning for death, basically. Tell me your story. I know you have a story. Well, I mean, I don't know if I want to go completely into it. My grandmother passed away uh, Saturday of this week, and she was she had she'd been battling dementia or Alzheimer's, and towards the end, I mean, it got really, really bad, and my dad was like, I never, ever want to get to this state, right? And this is sort of, you know, you kind of argue with me was, at our age, at 30 years old, Mm. should you really be putting together a plan for when you pass away? You're saying you're a little too young to do that, but I think now is the perfect time to do well, that. Well, no, no. So, I, so what I said is, or when is you like, have kids, like right before you have kids, like you should start to think about that. As sad and as hard as it is to think about, I have like contingents, but some things are dramatic beyond like what can affect a thirty-year-old. That's true. 
I, I, you know, and I agree with my dad. I don't want to get to that level where, like, mm. the last, you know, five, six years of your life, it's like you're, they're just, you're just alive. You know, you're just – you cost money, too, for your family. Mm. So that's not good. I wouldn't want that burden put placed on my family. And I know that now as an able-bodied 30-year-old, so why shouldn't I plan for that now? Mm. You know, you can use a company like LegalZoom and get that, you know, get that together. Also, um, a planning on where your money is going to go. Who's it going to go to? Now, for me to plan about who my money is going to go to would be kind of weird because I have no money to give to anybody. I could be like, Dan, you get my stereo. Dan, you get my comu- <laughs> Dan gets my computer. Chris gets out my guitars. My dad gets my TV or whatever. You know, I could. That's you know, dumb. But dude, so uh, I don't know if it's inside Betterment, but inside Fidelity or investments, you could say who like and what distribution of your account goes to these people. Oh, so cool. I don't know if it's available in Betterment, but you might be able to say like fifty percent goes to this brother, fifty percent goes to the other brother. You know? Interesting. Yeah, or if, or if you like Dan better, he can get 60%. <laughs> I do like Dan better. I have to because I live with him, so I have to say that legally. Does that reduce your rent by saying? <laughs> I hope. Uh, no. So, and, and, you know, disability insurance is another one. You never know. You're going to get hurt one day. Mm-hmm. I have a, I, my dad's friend got hurt. He has disability. Well, and actually, that, he doesn't have disability insurance, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So I was reading the, the terms and stuff, and I'm not going to say that I understand it all. I didn't get life insurance because I don't plan on like just dying because of like a heart attack or something. Yeah. But I did get accidental death and dismemberment tax because I think it. I, I think I'm more likely to be dismembered. Yeah, sure. I would agree. And, but <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> if you, you know see what? the way I drink, then yeah. yeah. And I think life insurance, like I probably don't need it because it's just me. I'm just a single human being. And if I die, like, they can kind of figure it out. Uh, no, no one's, like, relying on you. No for... one's relying on me, right. Mm. I know that a friend Besides of mine... Besides me. So you should probably give me some of your... Yeah, you don't... <laughs> think it's the opposite way. No, when, when I had a... Fr- I've had a friend who had a... He got married and had a kid, like, very... In a very short amount of time and got life insurance. Mm. And I thought, okay, that, that makes sense. Because now you have a family of your own and they need to be taken care of in case you go away. Yeah. And I think that's important. So, look, maybe if you're single like me, you don't need to do it. But if you have a family or you're planning on starting a family, you should start planning on doing that as well. I think. I think it's important. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I you're – not that you plan on dying, but if you do, yeah, like you – Hey, we all die. screwing them by we not We all planning. die, though. Yeah, we all die. Hopefully not, uh, not to get sooner than yeah. – not, Yeah, not sooner than we want, but – Plan for the future is basically Don't the inadvertently message. screw your loved ones. Yeah. Number 11, we'll move on because that's kind of sad. Number 11 is using an investment advisor as your financial planner. Now, I didn't even know there was a difference. So, so how does Colbert do it? So, if you listen to this podcast, and I hope that you do, yeah. then, then you would know that we don't believe in either of these types of people. Um, yeah. So, basically, from what I've read, an investment advisor is a guy that or a girl who advises you on your investments and a financial mm-hmm. planner looks at the entire picture of your financial right. life. So, so obviously your financial, high- your investment advisor could be Betterment and your financial planner could be Mint and then they're both free. What? Yeah, but Betterment wouldn't be the only thing you used for your entire, that's what they're saying here is using an investment advisor as your financial planner would be saying, do not use Betterment as to your budget enti- for to it. put all you don't put all your money in betterment and that's like the only thing you use like that's right. ridiculous 
So And Betterment won't tell you about your emergency fund and exactly. how you're doing on that. Yeah. Or tell you that there's a bill coming up. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. So, so you could pay these antiquated people roles to do things, or you could use the free software that's yeah. Or do actually, it that has like shit coded into it. That's... And you're listening to this podcast because you want to become educated. So become educated and become your own financial planner because no one cares about your money more than you do. Become exactly. your own investment advisor because no one cares about your wealth more than you do. And, and if you've been listening to this podcast, and, and I hope that you have been, uh, <laughs> you, you'll know that it's really not that much stuff. Like it's really not like this like crazy, like you could do it. All right, the last two, and we're going to wrap it up after, after this, because this is going kind of long, mm. but it's okay. Well, it's like this is like the two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a two-hour episode. That's going to be our Roth one coming up. Oh, God, yeah. I want it to be like five hours. Yeah, we're going to need to. Yeah. Uh, the two here, I want to lump these two together. <clears throat> Only considering the upside when choosing investments and choosing investments based on ratings or headlines. These I really like because mm. these are me. <laughs> these are mistakes that I make. I definitely have bought twice now investments based off of headlines. <laughs> I bought Sirius Satellite Radio when Howard Stern was moving over. I said, how could that go wrong? And then I bought Pandora when Pandora's got a public IPO and they're going to be in every car in America. They're still working on the every car in America part. Yeah, I still don't like Pandora, though. <laughs> these are, by the way, these are two services I didn't use at the time of buying them. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes my music, and I discover it my way. I don't need some radio station. And I hate it. Like, a song would come on, and I go, oh, fuck, I hate this song. I have to go press the down button. And then, like, doing work. I just wanted the mm. music to play. Yeah. Anyway, some people like it. Some people love it. But, but the point is, is, this is all about doing your research when it comes to invest, like the types of stocks that you buy. Now, I, I, I'm looking at this as individual stocks, not necessarily index funds. So, so to talk about like the only concern the upside when choosing investments, mm-hmm. it's going to – so we obviously can sit here and say it's going to go up, it's going to go down. But when it goes up and then goes down, you don't sell when it goes down. Right. You sell when it is at the top. Right. Right? Like – it's like buy high, sell low. So you got to um, – I mean that's the dumb thing. So you just – you got to sit through it. Yeah, and you have to think – you always have to think of the worst case scenario, I think, in any decision you make. Mm. And yeah. the worst case scenario of buying a stock is you lose all your money. <laughs> so yeah, that could happen. But you know what? If you do your research, then you could have a little bit more like fortitude to sit yeah. through like the Tesla cars on fire or something. Yeah, exactly like you did. And – the ratings and headlines. I mean, the headlines. Look, the media is going to hype up something, and everyone's going to jump on it. It's their the price, job is yeah, to make it dramatic. Yeah, and the price is going to shoot up, and then the next day it's going to drop because it's not in the news anymore. And unfortunately, the news on TV is not, not so much about informing you, but getting you to keep watching. Right. Which is why CNN covered that Malaysian Airlines flight for roughly like six months. Yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. And now some there was like some other like moving vehicle like disappearance and now they're that that's basically what they are now. You know, I don't watch the news at all. No, me neither. I watch The Daily Show and Colbert and that is where mm. I get my news from. And usually I end up leaving frustrated because <laughs> there's some dumbass shit going on and I'm like, "Oh, god damn it." 
<laughs> this just makes me angry. And then I, you know, I'll, I'll occasionally read Mashable.com or I'll occasionally look at Huffington Post. I know I'm looking at all very liberal <laughs> sites, but you, you know what site is awesome that I get. I, I'm now like slowly getting like all my news through it. Hmm. It's called Quartz. So it's QZ.com. Okay. Excellently crafted articles about all kinds of interesting stuff. There's not so many articles where you're constantly catching up. There's like maybe like 10 a day and like covers all the major things. It's pretty hardcore. That's good. Site's beautiful. Mobile site's beautiful. Cool. So do you have anything else you want to add to these 13 mistakes? Any mistakes that you can think of? Um, No, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Pay your credit yeah. cards off. Not paying your credit cards off every month. I want to add that. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't ignore your debt. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. All right. Bet up. Bet bet. Whoop. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys, today. And remember, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Very easy to do. Mm. We really want to hear from you guys. And if we you, reply to every email. We do. Even you, the lame ones. Yeah. If you like our show. Oh, my God, if you like our show, which I hope that you do, and you've stayed here for close to 45 minutes, please leave us a review on iTunes. And, you know, we we got a review on Stitcher. I saw that, actually. That's pretty awesome. You know what? In fact, hmm. in fact, I'm going to read that review on Stitcher, because that's what I like to do. Read Stitcher reviews, and I'm getting there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. This is from Tall Skinny Guy. I like that one. Hmm. Hilarious personal finance advice. Your average Joe can definitely appreciate this approach to personal finance. There's nothing too heady, but definitely great application. You'll be asking yourself questions about how you spend your money, and this show could be a great motivating tool to actually make some positive financial changes in your life. Thank you, tall, skinny guy. Awesome. Love it. Love it so much. All right. Also. Mm, Nutribullet. Oh, gross. Mm. 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 You are made for TV. That's right. Uh, We talked (laughs) about Mint in this episode quite a bit. We have a book called Mastering Mint, which teaches you how to use this free software. Go buy it if you would like to. It's at MasteringMint.com. And if you enter the promo code podcast, you will get $5 off. Last but not least, bleeding things in together. If you want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this show at ListenMoneyMatters.com and ListenMoneyMatters.com slash show. Go check mm-hmm. it out. So that's it. Thanks again for And you redesigned that page. So. I did. And you're going to mention that every time until for like the next 10 years. And then they're like, this is from 10 years ago. <laughs> So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, bud. Later. Later.